Good morning. And welcome. Today we celebrate the Feast of All Saints, transferred. And the reason we say that is because the feast actually takes place on November 1. But it's one of about five different feasts of the church that we transfer to the immediate Sunday after. And so today we will remember and commemorate the saints of God that have gone before us, that great cloud of witnesses. And just after the confession, we will have our necrology to remember those who have been buried from this church this year. And then you will be invited to come up and light a candle and remember someone or some people in your life who led you to the light of Christ. So that is our service. And again, welcome to everyone. We're glad you're here. And I invite you to please stand. And we're going to sing hymn 287, found in the blue hymnals. Our service of Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, begins on the front of our service booklets. And for those who are following in the Book of Common Prayer, the Red Prayer Book, 
It begins on page 355. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God in glory everlasting. Amen. I invite you to be seated for the readings. A reading from the Revelation to John. After this, I, John, looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders 
and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more. They will thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the waters of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Lord, the word of the Lord. from the first letter of John. See what the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we are 
What we do know, however, is this. When he is revealed, we will take him, for he will see, and we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The word of the Lord. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 656. It's found in our blue hymnals. Hymn 656. Please stand as you are able. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord Christ. 
God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So I start this morning with a question. What's the definition of a saint? Now I know for myself, growing up in Dallas, the definition of a saint is one of those figures that I saw in the stained glass window. All of them so wonderfully perfect and pristine. And somehow, through their death, if we prayed to them, they might intercede on our behalf and a miracle would happen. I have it on good authority that at Siena College, just before the beginning of each exam, one of the friars would get up and pray to St. Jude. Why? Because St. Jude was a patron saint of hopeless causes. But those, of course, are the saints with the big S. Then there are the saints with the little s that my father would tell me about and that we would sing about every Sunday morning at the Church of the Redeemer in Irving as dear old Mrs. Holloway, who I swear to God was 105 at the time, because I don't think she ever actually died, she just lived forever, would get at the old piano that was way out of tune and start plinking out hymns threatening us with eyes in the back of her head so that if we dared misbehave, she would know. But we always sang that song, the song of the saints of God. It was her way of reinforcing week after week after week that not only were the saints those wonderful images around the stained glass and the super Christians of days of yore, but the saints were also you and me and the people that we met on the streets. Lawyers and doctors and teachers and even people, very British him, who we met at tea. And oh, how I remember that last line, oh, how I want to be a saint like thee. Yes, we too are the saints of God. When we read through the New Testament, the letters of Paul, he addresses the saints. That definition being used for any of the baptized actively engaged in their community. So the saints of God, at least in the days of the apostolic time, were the ones who were baptized, who were following faithfully on the journey of Christ and carrying the cross of Christ within the world. So that means each and every one of us is a saint of God. And yet we sit here and say to ourselves, but we're not like them. Somehow our lives don't quite reflect those wonderful, purified stories of the super saints, the ones with the big S, as we were told during our growing up years. And the fact of the matter is, 
if we took the time to just scratch a little bit at the surface, to flip over the wonderful picture of the Blessed Virgin in pure blue attire with her face just so fair and wonderfully scrubbed, we would discover that they were people like you and me. The image of Mary that has been held through tradition probably is a far cry from the scrappy young woman who proclaims the Magnificat at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. We fail to remember that each of the apostles, although they were faithful to Jesus in their own way, were constantly bumbling and getting it wrong. Peter didn't want to face Jerusalem with Jesus after Jesus tells him, this is where we're going. The sons of Zebedee were arguing over who was going to be sitting to his left and to his right, the most honored positions when Jesus came into his kingdom. Like you and me, they had ambition. They understood the way of the world. But yet, for some reason, were willing to endure what it meant to follow Jesus, to somehow live as, live as if they are in the world but not part of the world. That struggle that each and every saint of God that we pray to, glorify, and hold up, struggled with in their own journey on this earth. In fact, in this morning's reading from Revelation, and the question comes up, who are these people who surround the Lamb? Those robed in white, whose robes have been washed in the Lamb of God. Who are they? They are the ones who have endured the ordeal. As one podcaster said this week, the ordeal that they endured is life on earth. The ordeal that they endured is the life on earth that each and every one of us shares in, battles in, and struggles within as we follow the path of love with Christ, who pick up our crosses to carry them, endure the ordeal. In Paul's second letter to Timothy, he gives us a glimpse into what that means. What is the ordeal? In his wonderful and most beautiful line, he writes, I am like a libation about to be poured. I have run the good race. I have fought the good fight. And now the victor's crown lays before me. What does he say in that poetry is exactly that. I have endured. I have not turned my back on Christ since joining this journey with him. And that becomes emphasized and more clear, not in those words, 
but where he goes after that statement. Because you hear the tender and grief-stricken Paul as he writes to Timothy about those who have walked away, those who could not persevere in the journey, gave up and re-entered into the ways of the world. Now, I always find it interesting that somewhere along the way, there is this belief that if I have enough faith, if I do everything I am supposed to do with Jesus, my life is supposed to be easy. A rain of blessings will come upon us. I even heard once someone tell me that if you find yourself stricken, remind the Lord that he has promised you 75 years of life. Now, Drake and I were talking about that earlier today and saying to ourselves, we don't know where that is in the Bible, but people were convinced of that 20 years ago. Or that somehow our lives will be without pain, without conflict, without hardship. In fact, I ran into one young Protestant pastor who confided in me saying, I don't get it. And I said, what don't you get? He said, well, all of my pastor group prayed daily together for a young man who was 15 with cancer. We prayed that God would heal him, and we were sincere, and we honestly believed and looked to see his healing. But he died. And his theology had no room for that reality. A theology built on a false foundation that didn't have room for human suffering within it that somehow still believe that with Christ, our lives are like hitting the easy button and we will be without hardship. But all we have to do is look at the stories of the saints. None of them endured easy lives even after Christ ascended. The earliest ones of the 12 apostles, only one lived a full life. The others were martyred. Many of the true faithful, like that of John of the Cross, Xavier, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, all talk about, even in their faithfulness, times in their life and spiritual journey of consolation and desolation. St. John of the Cross talks of times of the dark night of the soul, when God does not feel present at all. And all their prayer can be is that of Christ on the cross. My God, my God, where, why hast thou forsaken me and seemed so far away? Mother Teresa, in her own letters and papers, writes about the fact that throughout most of her time serving the poor in Calcutta, she didn't feel Jesus present. Despite all of her time praying with the sacrament, she felt totally devoid of the Holy Spirit. As her biographer wrote in response to that, it was something to the effect of, it may be because her life in the heart of the darkness of Calcutta 
was living a life truly in the heart of Christ himself. As Drake reminded us a few months back, life is hard. But on this day when we celebrate the saints of God, yes, life is hard, but we have a gift. A gift of those faithful witnesses. The cloud of saints that have gone before us, who have showed us the way, lit the path to Christ for us who demonstrate not for us superhuman power or something pure and perfect, but a reality of what enduring with Christ looks like, and have guided us, therefore, to that hope and promise which sustained them, lifted them up, and kept them going. The promise given to us through the cross, the resurrection, life eternal, and that vision of John of Potmos, of the heavenly kingdom, the city, the new Jerusalem on the hill, in which those who have endured the ordeal gather, in one voice sing in praise of God, and live in a place where every tear has been wiped away. Amen. Please join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. For those following the prayer book this morning, it's found on page 358. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. Lord, let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all confess your name may be united in your truth live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and all the nations in the waves of justice and peace. 
that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to the honor to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all those whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to you your mercy all who have died, especially Shirley Sewell and Francis Vincent, and your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Charles and Camilla Lewis, Bill and Sheila Likers, and Chris and Michelle Little. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our diocesan prayer, uh, cycle of prayer, we pray for all saints, Batam, Pontiac, All Saints Memorial Providence, St. Martin's Providence, and for just and fair elections in our nation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, hear the prayers of your people, and what we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually, to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Those following the books, turning to page 360, let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please be seated for the necrology. So as is 
our tradition in the Episcopal Church every year on All Saints. We remember those who have been buried from this church since the last All Saints Day. When I complete that list, I then invite anyone to come forward who has lost somebody this year who would like them to be remembered at this service this morning. And then after that, people are invited to come and have a candle lit in honor of anyone who has been a saint in your life who has shown you to the light of God. What I do ask as Drake lights the candle to hand to you, and that is for those of us like me who are vertically challenged, um, please announce the name of the individual for whom you are remembering. So we begin Jacqueline C. Taylor. Sandra R. Lockhart. Melissa Verkia. Olivia Verkia. Arnold G. Lockwood. Linda Elaine Casciola. Gertrude Marie Jones. Herbert Joslin. Betty Joslin. Linda Ann Farr. Shirley Toole. Mark Kevin Douglas. Lawrence Leonard. Phyllis. So I invite anyone who has lost a loved one this year to come forward to light a candle in memory and thanksgiving for their life. Mary Ellen Berry. Mary Burchard. Antonio Bochico. Pachico. Barbara Brown Morrison. Judy Redazia. Alicia Odell. Adele. Thank you. Monica Fisher Hoyt. Janice Lambert. Janice Lambert. And my other grandmother, Olga Bannon, seven passed away. 
Olga Bannon. Tom Markarian. Jane Ducat. Now, anyone at this time who wishes to remember anyone from their life who was a guiding light to your journey with Christ? Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee. Adele Keating. Alice Dawson and Nancy Seveny. Ella and Emma Pascal. Ella and Emma Pascal. McCoy? Alice S. McCoy. Catherine Benarstone, my mother. Catherine Benarstone. Dick Dvorak, my husband. And Dick Dvorak. John and Kathleen Alden. Couldn't get that. Louis Castello? William Castello. Thank you. Carol Taylor. Can you hear you? William and Linda Shelley? Schnelli. Mimi Sams, Samus. Richard and Doris Colburn. Rob Trainer. Rob Trainer. Mary and Joseph Yurchik. Robert and Tina McNeil. Robert and Tina McNeil. John Washburn and Robert Stafford. Almighty God with whom still live the spirits of those who die in the Lord, and with whom the souls of the faithful are in joy and felicity, we give you heartfelt thanks for the good examples of all your servants, who, having finished their course in faith, now find rest and refreshment. May we, with all who have died in the true faith of your holy name, have perfect fulfillment and bliss in your eternal and everlasting glory, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated. Good morning, everybody. Woo-wee, we got a lot of stuff in there. That's really sweet and cool. Um, First off, I, I'm Ron Cowie, your lovely senior warden. So first off, and I'm just gonna, it's lightning round here. Um, 
Drake's ordination on the 9th. That is going to be a big fat party and um, we need help to do that and uh, all hands will be welcome. He's nervous about it, but that's cool. We're gonna, it'll be fun. Uh, so if you can think of, if you, there are people to get in touch with, so do that. Um, also next week, the Usher and Altar Guild training or discussion or whatever, nine, between nine and 10 a.m. in the parish hall is gonna be happening. Also on the 19th, the shared service with Congregation Beth David. Uh, nine o'clock discussion, topic to be announced, and then the 10:15 morning prayer service where we all kind of get together. And that's another really important thing that we're doing. Community market, the Boy Scout food drive was yesterday. Big thank you for everyone who showed up. I guess it went well, smooth. That's what happens, it's good. Um, the Thanksgiving community market, November 19th. Uh, that is, looking for volunteers? Hit it. Yeah, we distribute uh, Thanksgiving dinners to 65 people between 1 and 3, Woo. right after we have our coffee hour. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a really joyful event if you can be there. Thanks. Okay, thank you. And today, the South County Chamber Singers concert is today at 3 p.m. Music from the Golden Age. Tickets will be available at the door, $20. That's led by Tony. It's a great, wonderful Way to spend the afternoon. Um, you know, I, I won't be here, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> I'm really selling it, but you know. So, are there any? Oh, we have an announcement here. Okay, um, this is for the women, the Episcopal Church women, the Diocese of Rhode Island are, are inviting us to attend their annual meeting. And it's uh, going to be held on Saturday, November 18th at Emmanuel Church in Newport. And this is, uh, you're all welcome to come to the annual meeting, which begins at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then they have a Eucharist at 11 and a covered luncheon at noon. So if anyone is interested in going to this, um, I plan to go. And I think, um, I know Zoe's planning to go as well. And we'd like to invite as many other people to go with us. So if you're interested, talk to me afterwards or call Mary Ellen and leave a message at the church. So this is, um, you have to make a reservation if you want to go for lunch by the, um, the 10th, I think, of, of this month. But if you just want to go without the lunch, we can just, anyone can go and you don't have to make a reservation. All right, so that's it. So it's on the 18th of, of November and I'm hoping that some other women will go with us as well. Thank you. And one last, uh, just. I have a couple of just things to throw in a couple of gaps. So anyway, are there any more blessings or celebrations to report this morning before I finish off the announcements? Nancy.
Just really quick, on the 19th, while Congregation Beth David is here, two things to note. Our conversation will be making the secular into the sacred, and also um, in light of what is happening in Israel and here at home in terms of anti-Semitism, uh, we have, I have designated the loose plate offering for that Sunday morning. That is the undesignated money that goes into the plate to go to the Susan Bornstein or Sarah Bornstein Center in Providence. Uh, there is information on that in the ENET. Uh, Rabbi Sadler, uh, yeah, Adler uh, identified that at my request, and so it is a center that is about teaching the Holocaust um, history as well as combating. Um, anti-Semitism here in Rhode Island. So our loose plate offering, if you wish to make a special offering by check, you may do so. Make it out to St. Peter's by the Sea, and in the memo, um, just put in the name of uh, the Sarah and Bordstein Center, and we will collect that and send a check collectively to the center. Those are all the announcements today. Well, I'm going to wait birthdays till next week, if that's okay, just because of All Saints, and we'll go from there. So at this point, but thank you for reminding me, Kristen, I appreciate that. Um, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
our service of Holy Eucharist continues with Eucharistic Prayer C. For those following in the prayer book, it begins on page 369. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. By your will they were created and have their being. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood, we reconciled us. By his wounds, we are healed. And therefore, we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets apostles and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. So, Father, we who have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, we celebrate his death and resurrection 
as we await the day of his coming. Lord, God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord, God of our mothers, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
using the words found at the back of our booklet or on page 365 of the prayer book, let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. For those who are able, please stand and join in singing hymn 625, found in our blue hymnals. Thanks be to God.